Hi, ladies. Welcome back to the Fit Me Forever podcast. I'm here with Coach Jody and Coach Kayla. How are you guys? Good. Good. Today, we're going to be talking about how to know when it's a good time to take a break from exercise. This is actually a very common question that we get from a lot of ladies, and it's it's really important to know just because this is a huge deal when to you know know when it's a good time to take a break. And it's different for everybody, so we want to kind of roundtable this question um, and cover a lot of topics today on some questions you can ask yourself in order to know this. Um, so, what do you guys think of some? questions to ask yourself when considering this this topic yeah the first thing that comes to mind that I hear whenever I'm kind of having this conversation with someone and trying to help them determine if it is a good time is are you looking forward to your exercise or is it something that you're beginning to just uh, not feel empowered to go do you're not feeling encouraged to go do it it's kind of just another thing another notch on your belt um or are you like really excited you're thinking about what you're going to do when you go into the gym um or when you're going to go for a run what you're going to do um uh, we find that a lot of the athletes that we work with are not i wouldn't completely call them endurance athletes most of them are not you know doing more than half marathons but there are seasons of um, enjoying to do a 5k or something like that. And that does require training if you desire to get better, better with it. Um, and so asking yourself if you enjoy doing that, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about, they, they were like, Oh, duh, I hate running in the summer. So why would I try to plan a 5k like in July or in August when I would have to train through the hottest part of the time, I'm just going to do a 5k later in the year so I can do my training in the fall because that's my favorite time to do it and have seasons for that. So that's important. Ask yourself if you're looking forward to your exercise time. Yeah, totally. And I think another one as well, um, are you looking forward to that time, but how does your body feel? how has your body been feeling? Are you sore all the time? Are you feeling your joints super achy? Um, are you actually making progress in the gym? Are you continually getting stronger? Um, even taking that data, actually noticing those things. Um, are you feeling really sore and really weak um, all the time? And it's a good indicator too, if you know a week goes by and you're still sore, from whatever exercise you're doing, disregarding the fact that you just started a new program, it's really important to know if you're sore days on end and just really taking those, those, that feedback into account to notice if, if that's a big variable that you have to consider. Yeah, I think that feeling of, you know, uh, just you kind of feeling really beat up. Um, sometimes, especially with, you know, training phases, like you've been on a training phase for a while and you're kind of hitting towards maybe you're at week, um, you know, 10, 12 of a pretty intense program. Like you can, you just feel your, your overall recovery is not um, coming together. It doesn't matter. You might be eating, you know, eating excess um, calories because you're not wanting to be in a muscle gain phase and, and that sort of thing, but you're still just not, you just don't feel like you have the energy um, and, and that might be time for a deload week, you know, type of thing, depending on how long you've been um, hitting hard at it. Um, I always find that it's, I just get a lack of, just an overall malaise, you know, kind of lack of motivation. Um, and where I, rather than get up and want to go to the gym, because I go pretty early, I just want to sleep. 
And to me, that's the first indicator. Um, age has a lot to do with recovery too. I mean, like when you're younger, you can push in really, really deep. Um, for someone like me that's in my 50s, man, I have to be super conscious of that time. Um, when, I, when I just start to feel it in the least bit, it's time to pull back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see that I'm not making, you know, progressive gains in strength over a, a longer period of time, or I'm not seeing that in clients, um, then it's usually time to pull back and take a break. Mm-hmm. Right. And just kind of a note on the soreness too, you know, um, one of the biggest myths is that if you're not getting sore, you're not making progress. And mm-hmm. in reality, it's quite the opposite of that, that initially when you add a new movement or add a new, a lot more volume, more weight on the bar, something like that, increase the intensity, soreness is going to be normal, but those things should, your body will adapt and you actually shouldn't be getting so sore, which is why we mentioned the soreness is that, yeah, it's good an acute soreness a period of time. Um, but that constant overall soreness might be a great indicator that you just need a little bit of time. And just to define, um, you know, what Jody said about a deload, um, for someone that is, you know, more advanced in weight training, that might make sense to you logically about just reducing some of the load on whatever you're doing and still going to the gym, maybe even going half the amount of times, but still going through those movements. Um, but it's also totally okay to take those weeks off, whether you're, you know, going on vacation, you might time it perfectly to just not go for a walk on the beach or walk your dog or something like that instead of going to the physical gym. Um, or again, just going through those movement patterns to keep your body, you know, in line. I know that I like the mental aspect of just getting out of my house because I work in my house that I go to the gym and just spend some time. Um, but there's many times that that I have to reduce my amount of exercise because it's in a period of high stress. Um, that's another really great point about it. A lot of moms, we talk about um, planning their exercise, planning their dieting periods, planning their, all these different things around high, periods of high stress. If your kids are in a bunch of sports and you're really struggling to even make it to the gym, maybe that's a period of time where you can reduce your activity um, so that you're not, subject to higher risk of injury, to getting sick more often, all the things that kind of come along with um, what happens when your body needs a break. Yeah, I I think that we um, have to be mindful that, um, you know, training is a physiological stressor. Right. So if you've got other, say, like emotional stressors going on in your life, it, it may be a time to um, dial back, like, although for certain personalities like myself, having that time, as long as I don't overdo it, is super important to relieving that stress. One of the things that um, we do find that comes up a lot with folks is that when you're in a period of stress, you're um, and too much stress, you're predisposing yourself to illness. Mm-hmm. And so that's a question that comes up quite a bit. Taylor, how do you address with clients and such when the question is, hey, I'm feeling sick or I'm a cold or something's coming on. Should I train or not train? Um, how do you approach that? Yeah, that's a great question that probably a lot of our listeners question a lot of times. And so the biggest thing when considering to exercise or to not exercise when you are getting sick or have an illness or whatever the case may be, you know, is just being discerning if, if you know, you have the actual flu or you're getting sweats, you are running to the bathroom, you're 
throwing up, you know, don't go to the gym. Like you said, it's a stressor. It's going to stress your body out. You know, if you have a little bit of a head cold and you can kind of push through and do your day-to-day stuff, more likely than not, you could probably go to the gym and get a session in. Sometimes it actually feels pretty good to just sweat and get a good sweat out, but it's just trusting and knowing that discernment of your body and, you know, knowing when pushing it is too much um, and adding more stress. So just asking yourself this question, am I going to feel better after this um, or am I going to make it even worse? And versus, you know, a little bit of a head cold, a little bit of a cough, you can push through stuff like that. Well, so, and also consider, and this, is, this is something that I've kind of come along, I've been more in tune with now that I'm a mom, is don't spread your germs. Like, <laughs> if there's <laughs> something going yeah. on, and like, I've yeah. had to be considerate of that, you know, if our son comes home and he's got a snotty nose, I've been wiping a snotty nose, and I wake up the next morning and I've got a snotty nose, I probably shouldn't go to the gym where other moms are going to yeah. be, and they can just spread all their germs. Like, I mean, just be respectful of that too. It's just one day, guys. You're not going to totally derail your progress. You're not even, and you know, I will make a special note for those in contest prep. One of the best things that, that a good coach will help you do is help you make these decisions. Cause a lot of times if you're really goal driven, you're going to hone in on um, what these breaks are and how they're going to be to your detriment, which kind of takes us right into how long should your break be? It can literally just be one day. It can just be like, Hey, this day that you had planned, this is a long, busy day. You had to wake up early. How about you skip the gym today? Um, but it can also extend out into what we mentioned earlier, being a whole week um, or and just going. Sometimes, sometimes those breaks are the best thing we can do for ourselves because on the tail end of them, we come back and it's like, I mean, the it's, I think a contest prep, even though that's not relevant for everybody is, you know, at the tail end of it, you're pretty depleted. When you get a couple of, maybe a rest, a couple of days of rest, and you turn around, it's like all of a sudden those last couple pounds drop. It's amazing what rest will do for you, um, whether you're contest prep or not. Um, And how long should those breaks be? Kayla, Taylor, how long should they be? Yeah, I mean, they can be from just one day to, to a whole week. That is really where like you have to decide with your body um, what's going to be best for you. You might even have to try it because you can ask us and we would love to give you feedback. We really would. Um, but it really turns into you trying it, getting some feedback from your body. Was that good enough? Was that too long? There's been plenty of times where I'm like, okay, I rested too long. Like I didn't need that much rest. Now I've got to go back into like, Ugh, I need to go to the gym. I don't really feel like it. I'm used to sleeping in you know, like a whole week when I really didn't need it, that next week rolls around. I'm like, Oh gosh, I want to, but I don't feel like it. That's kind of intuitive to me that I may, might've only needed like three or four days off rather than a whole seven. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. So we just wanted to be um, quick and informative for you guys today um, on how to know when it's time to take a break from exercise. We don't want you guys to overthink this. It's really simple. And again, if you have any questions, just let us know.